0: This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be discussing self-reflection. Now, many of us can be really hard on ourselves when it comes to this aspect, and some people can find the act of self-reflection to be a little bit intimidating. I grew up in an environment where self-reflection was something I had to deal with a lot. Constructing criticism was something that I had to take a lot, and I feel like it benefited me in a lot of ways, but I understand that there's a lot of ways in which self-reflection can be a little bit uncomfortable. I have come to really know over the years that our relationship to ourselves is really a reflection of our relationship um, with others, spirituality, and vice versa. When we are interacting with another person, you know, we've heard this, we've all heard this saying said before, um, how another person treats you says a lot more about them than it does about you. Well, same thing can be, you know, how you treat somebody says something about you more than it does that person. So when we are really projecting, sometimes people can be projecting their own um, ideas about things onto other people, their own frustrations and fears onto other people, their own insecurities on other people. Or we can be around people that are really inspiring, really uplifting and really positive to be around. And it really does come from our internal state it's almost like getting dressed in the morning. you know. I wrote a book that includes a lot of affirmations in it, and there's definitely a purpose behind that. I feel like when you kind of get yourself ready for a day or you're getting yourself ready in the process of your life, it's important to feed that inside part of yourself, that deep internal place of yourself, and get that dressed first. Take care of the spiritual things. Take care of the mental things, the things that are below the skin before you do makeup, hair, and outfit, and all that kind of stuff and accessories. You have to make sure that you address that part of yourself primarily. And I think anything you try to put on top of that, it doesn't necessarily hide those aspects. I really do feel like people can see through two different aspects of your personality if you have a really ugly personality, but you're dressing yourself like all good, and so that's not going to hide it. You know what I mean? So I've come to notice some things um, over the years. And this has just kind of been influenced from different spiritual practices that I've had. Um, yoga, eating, how I do, which is mainly plant-based and raw. Well, 100% plant-based and mainly raw. And... Being in the performing arts industry for 90% of my life, it's, it's taught me a lot about these things, and I think I've noticed some things over time, so this is just kind of coming from those experiences. I've noticed that when people are kind of fake to you or maybe overly generous or they share something with you because you're trying to get something um, out of another person— Or they're trying to get something out of you, they're only being nice for a benefit, and then they don't get that, the mood can completely shift. And I feel like whatever people believe in, as far as spirit, God, universe, whatever that is, some people will pray or wish for things, and when they don't get it, they get really upset. Oftentimes, this can be a reflection of what's going on internally that they're only doing certain things in their life to get a certain result. And when that's not happening, they're not going to invest in that anymore. And this can show up in a variety of ways. I remember recently um, coming across someone's YouTube video that was talking about why they don't run anymore. And they were saying, um, you know, they were eating a certain way, and they were, you know, running X amount of miles a day. And they were like, I should be ripped. I should be totally shredded. I don't know why this isn't working for me. Well, that means like they were not, a lot of their motivation is probably coming from aesthetics rather than maybe some of the other lifestyle or health benefits of the exercise that they're doing. Now, for me personally, I've been very slim most of my life, so I cannot say that My choices to engage with things have been for aesthetic reasons, for my body weight, shape, or size for the most part. Um, Prior to my yoga practice, I was already at a very healthy weight. The reason why I got into practicing yoga 10 years ago was to have a different level of a relationship with myself. It was a source of self-reflection for me in the sense that dance had been a lot of, yes, personal enjoyment, a lot of self-growth, a lot of personal growth in that area. However, yoga was not about necessarily going on stage and competing and doing that in front of audiences to share it. It was, for the most part, a very internal practice. Yes, I have done yoga demonstrations and performances, and I've even done yoga competitions in the past However, it was a completely different shift as far as what that meant and what it was to dance and compete in the dance realm. Um, for dance, it was a totally different level of intensity um, in different aspects, whereas yoga is just like very internal, very focused. I felt like the people that I was around were very encouraging, everybody wanted everyone to do their best and compete at their highest because they understand how difficult it is. I was also competing with people within the yoga community that were a little bit more mature in age. So they were probably either in their 20s or some of them even in their 40s or 50s and had exceptional practices, which was very inspiring to be around. And when you're younger, I think there's a little bit more of um, this sense of, separation and individuation judging one person as different to separate yourself from them in order to identify yourself whereas this will get me to a later point that I'm going to discuss about how we all have the same intrinsic value and it's it's not really the the highest option to try to differentiate differentiate yourself from another person in that way. But it also really makes us check our intentions of why we're doing things. Why are you competing in dance? Why are you practicing yoga? Why are you eating plant-based? For me, I began eating a plant-based diet as I've opened up about this in the past. Um, I had a lot of digestive issues growing up. Now, at the point I'm at now, I weigh the same that I did in high school. I did not get involved into raw veganism or veganism or eating plant based for the purpose of weight loss. Many people do, and they receive benefits from that. My weight really hasn't fluctuated too much because I've always kept my calorie intake about the same. So that has not been a motivating factor for me. But I do have to say, after years of both, 10 years both of yoga and, um, plant-based eating my relationship with myself is so much better because I'm able to enjoy my body on a totally different level and yoga was really about seeing what my body was capable of and eating a plant-based diet just helped fuel that so it was a really beautiful synergy and that's really to this day what keeps me motivated to do what I do um And I don't think that that will ever change because having a good relationship with myself is really important. Along with eating plant-based, I got into it and kept stuck with it for a lot of the different ethical reasons, for the environmental reasons, for realizing how much it could be helping me prevent other health problems down the line. So this became important to me for a variety of different levels. As well for yoga, yoga. I initially began to feel really good, and that was amazing, and then I realized all these other benefits to it. The mental health benefits, the um, cardiovascular benefits, the stretching aspect of it, how much it maintained my overall sense of well-being, how much I learned how to breathe and really even have more control over my breath and more influence over my breath than I did before, There were all of these other things that came into play that were so beneficial. And that's why I wanted to stick with these things. Initially, when I came across them, they seemed like a good investment to make long-term. And that's why I got into it. And I feel like it surrounded me with people that have been mirrors for me in a sense. Maybe I go into a yoga room and I'm practicing next to someone who's an 80-year-old woman. She maybe does not have the amount of flexibility I do. I maybe have not had the certain experiences she's had in her life, and I may not be dealing with whatever's going on in her body either. But the fact that she is there practicing is very inspiring to me, and it's a very good energy to be around because it reminds me that when I'm at that age, I can hold myself to that standard and be practicing in a way that is going to be helping my health, you know, be so much better and that it is something that can be sustainable long term. I really feel like the people that I have been around um, within the different communities I've been in in my life have been very inspiring to be around and I've learned a lot from all of them. Now, when it comes to looking at the intentions behind why we're doing something if we were just let's say going to a yoga room or going into a yoga class and being like i'm just going to do this for a couple months and try to you know do some hot yoga and, and lose some weight or get a little bit more flexible you know you're investing with certain intentions and what happens if that doesn't happen for you You know, are you just going to give up on it and and not practice ever again or be like, oh, this didn't work because you didn't get what you wanted out of it? Or is it something that you can stick with long term and you may see a lot of other benefits come out of it? That's a personal choice. But if you're only doing things to get a certain result and when you don't get those, you're angry or lose faith or you lose interest or lose trust, you know, this can actually be... Put you a step back because it'll make you feel like you wasted your time. Well, it really only was a waste of time because your intentions going into it maybe were not of the highest quality. This can um, unfortunately potentially push people even into going into things like anxiety and depression, whereas, you know, s- sticking with a habit that could offer benefits and have some positive outcomes to it could actually really counteract that. Just using yoga as an example, there's no one cure for any of those things um, when it comes to anxiety, stress, and depression, but there can be things that help um, with that to combat the effects of those things. And it ultimately does lead towards more self-awareness. I feel like when you do really... um, take the time to gain self-awareness about yourself. And by saying self-awareness, I really do mean like understanding what you've been through in your life. Everybody's been through some things. Everybody's been through some ups and downs, some challenging times, some good times, whatever it may be. Everybody has some different little ticks and triggers that may upset them or may send them into habits or behaviors that aren't necessarily the most ideal And learning how to navigate that, whether it be using a little bit more forgiveness towards yourself, a little bit more insight, a little bit more compassion, a little bit more communication with the people around you as to how certain things might be able to be prevented. For example, if you have awareness about being able to... Communicate whatever triggers you, you might be able to communicate that to the person that you're in a relationship with. So maybe you can let them know when you do X, Y, and Z, it makes me feel this way. If you could maybe do this instead, it would help me, you know, a little bit. And I'm doing my best on my own part to navigate these emotions and feelings and be aware of that myself. But I just want to share that with you type of a thing. Also sticking to facts. When you stick to facts as far as the things that are actually going on, not getting too lost in the past or thinking too much in the future as far as what may happen, really look at what is going on and be honest with yourself about that. Go through the process of self-mending as far as taking the time to look inward, looking at the things you can change or mend within yourself that have been bruised or broken or got a little scratched up, take a little polish to those areas, shine them up a bit. And sometimes we just need to tell ourselves to stop, relax, and remind ourselves that this situation will resolve in time. That can be really difficult to grasp sometimes. However, when we can be reflective in that way when we notice our mind is starting to go all over the place um, or we're not able to stay focused on the task at hand or we're letting ourselves get worked up about a situation that we really don't need to, that's a good time to remind ourselves to just chill for a second (laughs) before it gets a little too crazy. Another thing that can happen when it comes to self-reflection is holding yourself accountable or even going the, through the process of holding others accountable, or if other people are holding you accountable for certain actions, sometimes people can be quick to go on the defensive. They can want to defend themselves and be like, uh-uh, I didn't say that. No, whatever you're saying is wrong. I don't believe this, blah, blah, blah. Certain actions have consequences. And The truth of the matter is most people love to do whatever they want to do and they don't really want to deal with consequences. However, this is not really how things work. Otherwise, people wouldn't be getting the perceived positive consequences out of the actions that they are taking. Now, this is always kind of finding a bit of a balance. But if you're only, you know, doing things for, again, a certain desired outcome, There are sometimes other things that go along with that, and it's a full picture. If you don't take that all into consideration as far as everything that's being affected, it can leave you feeling a little bit less positive about the course of action that was taken. When you choose to take yourself into a place of being accountable, this can be really uncomfortable because it means you have to do certain things that are going to change your daily regime. You know, I know when I go through this with students, as far as if they have technical adjustments, as far as their technique, usually stemming in ballet, as far as their posture or how they're using their body that they have to change. If these habits have been ingrained for a very long time, like years, and we're trying to make those shifts and changes, it's not going to be easy right away. But if I don't hold them accountable for it when they go to competition and they're getting judged by a panel, those things will come up again. So the things that we don't fix in our life, as uncomfortable as it is, it's important to work on those and fix them or else it is just going to keep coming up and we're not going to move forward and really see how much we're capable of beyond that, that particular aspect that needs adjustment. And this is different for every single person when it comes to different lifestyle habits. Most of us are trying to improve in some way, whether that's backing off a little bit in certain areas or really pushing forward in certain areas or just maintaining in certain ways. We are all equal regardless of our surface-level circumstances, You know, people oftentimes believe the story that they tell themselves, even when it comes to victimhood um, or whether they are overcoming adversity. You can go through some really, really challenging things in your life. Many of the podcasts um, hosts that I've had on this podcast have have gone through that. And I feel like when you really talk to people beyond a surface level in conversation, you'll realize like if people are are courageous enough to be vulnerable with you. That they'll be willing to discuss some of those things and that everybody's going through their own issues in their life and working through the adversity that they're working through. Growing through these times in our life is, is a really good reminder that we cannot um, all go through the same situations in the same exact way, but we all do share some type of struggle You know, for me personally, some people love to be around a certain type of people. For me, I love being around people that are really authentic because I feel like it takes a lot of self-reflection to be authentically yourself and not necessarily conform to whatever society tries to make you. But you are like, no, I see what's going on out here. These are the things that I personally like. And this is how I'm going to choose to represent myself, even if it goes against what the norm is to a certain extent. And I feel like most people I think that I know in my life are are very authentic and true to themselves. Maybe they like to go with the flow a little bit. I got no problem with that. But I feel like when people are not authentic to what they actually, I don't know, feel or want, for me, it's something that's very obvious. It's almost like watching a performer on stage that is not really comfortable in their skin and they're faking it. That's something I feel like I can personally see pretty quickly just because of years of being in that arena and being around that. If someone's faking or forcing that, but I mean, it's not just me. I feel like most people can sense when someone is being fake or they're feeling that vibe of, just being kind of fake. Now, there are things that we go through in our life that are a bit of a refinement process in regards to gaining more self-awareness and practicing more self-reflection. I know that for me, that's involved a lot of times of intensity and intense discipline in my life. I think you go through times where you might... Put yourself through a certain type of a challenge when it comes to your lifestyle. Life may put you through a challenge that you'll grow from. Um, And there's a certain time where it really serves you, and then you get to apply those lessons or access those lessons in a different way later on. One thing that really comes to mind is I was watching one of my friends talk on his IG stories recently, and he was saying how he just finished a degree A medical degree, which took him years to do, and he's going to be leaving the surroundings of the area that he's been living in for a long time. And he was saying, oh, you know, this is kind of bittersweet. I have so many good memories in this area, but I feel really motivated and really ready to move on to the next stage of my life, and I know that I'm going to have good things waiting for me. This is a really insightful thing, I think, you know, because it just shows he went through those times, Of intensity, putting himself through rigorous study, rigorous training. And now that'll get to be applied in the future in a different way. For me in my life, some of the examples that I can take from is that, you know, when I was younger, I danced anywhere between 30 to 40 hours a week growing up. I do dance a lot during the week, obviously, because it's a huge part of my job and what I do for, um, you know, in my life. And I don't think even if I dance a little bit less, for me now, beyond just full-out dancing, in-and-out rehearsals, the physical aspect of it, I am more so involved in the creative choreography, teaching, instructing aspect of the um, performance and the dance. So, however, when I go out to personally dance for myself, I'm not competing anymore. (laughs) You know, I I did years of that. And now when I'm dancing or taking class or, or even performing, it's just for me. It's just for me to enjoy the moment. And the beautiful thing is that dance has come to serve in so many different ways over the course of my life. It's been cathartic, it's been expansive, and it's been really enjoyable. And that's been something that I've been able to use as a Point of self reflection as well. How am I teaching my students? What am I creating? And how is that a reflection of what I'm going through in my life? These are things that are really cool to even see as a mirror. And like what's coming out of me, how is that a reflection of either what I've been through or what I'm currently going through in my life and how that's being processed, shared with my students. And, um, you know, even though I may not be the one that's performing on stage because I put myself through that process and was so disciplined in the pursuit of it, it has allowed me to do something different with that in the way that I am now and enjoy it in a different way. When it comes to my yoga practice, there was definitely times where I was extremely, extremely consistent and investing a lot of time in my practice, usually between two to six hours a day um, within a weekly time frame. And, I do not practice yoga six hours a day anymore (laughs) Um, or, you know, really much beyond two at this point. However, now I feel like even if I'm doing more self-guided practice, it's easier for me to stop, uh, really drop into a state of meditation on the drop of a dime, and that has been a really useful tool when it comes to dealing with feelings of anxiety, depression, or stress, that is a really useful tool that I'm able to go to. And thankfully, when I was younger, I would go into states of meditation really without even knowing what I was doing. So having those years of like really, really drilling that um, ideology, the practice of the yoga physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally putting myself through that process really put a lot of pressure on me and Now, when I'm in those times in life where I feel like life is putting a lot of pressure on me, I'm able to access those tools a lot more easily in an even more intensified way than I was able to access it before. When it comes to eating a plant-based lifestyle as well, there were times where I was eating a lot higher percentage of raw foods, and I realized over the past 10 years, there are certain times of year where I enjoy eating raw foods a lot more, and there are certain times of year where I feel like it's better for me to have a few cooked things here and there. At the time now, currently, I am eating 100% raw and have been for quite a while. However, I don't have any regrets or feel bad about having eaten some cooked foods within the last few years. Ultimately, I went you know, into a raw vegan and plant-based lifestyle healing my digestion. That has happened. And over the years, I think it's been important that I don't cut out a um, too many foods that would shock my body or not really provide me the amount of nutrients or the amount of satiation that I need to really feel comfortable. So that's something that took a little bit of an adjustment. However, I really enjoy eating plant-based and the lifestyle has allowed me to see for myself, you know, where where are those lines? How am I finding that balance? And even though maybe 100% raw vegan works amazing for some people, I feel like it works amazing for me during certain times, it doesn't mean it's the answer for every single person 100% of the time. And that's okay. I do feel like the times that I have been really disciplined with my diet, yes, I get the benefits of it. But there are other times where I'm so disciplined with it where I felt where I felt over the years that it really was not worth it. And that took some time to learn about and I may even do a completely different episode over the things that I've learned from yoga and eating plant-based for 10 years, being that it's not like I've just done it for like a month or two. Like it's I've been through some seasons in my life literally um eating this way and learned a thing or two about myself throughout the process. Um I feel like that when you put yourself through this, you learn to understand what works most efficiently for you. And everybody's needs is a little bit are a little bit different. When it comes to friendships as well, there are friends that we went through such intense times together and so many different experiences that were either really challenging or we were able to get through them together. And now, even though maybe I don't see those friends 100% of the time, I know that I can depend on them and they can depend on me. And that's really rewarding. And that comes in relationships as well, too. Um, you know, as I opened up about on my previous episode to this one, mental health, is something that I have invested a lot of time in and shared a lot of episodes about what I've learned within that um, realm through different podcast episodes. I've been through some bad times and I've been through some great times when it comes to those things. And I think getting through and navigating the aspects of mental health has brought a lot of awareness to my situation as far as what I'm able to get through and how I'm able to navigate it and that for me is really really empowering. Now this whole thing towards the refinement process and discipline it's really it is really important to have a sense of discipline towards creating a relationship with yourself in regards to why you do things It can completely set you on a different life trajectory. I would not know the people that I know. I would not be in the position that I am in my life right now, which I am very happy where I am right now. If I had not made these lifestyle changes and really committed to it and really took the time to self-reflect along the process as far as what was working, what were my intentions, what other areas could I grow in? Where was I facing blockages and how could I move through them? How could I reach out for help from instructors or different people that I knew within the community that would be able to help me navigate through these things? It caused me to self-reflect a lot and that is not something money can buy. That is not something anybody can give you. You really have to experience that on your own in your life in the way that it's meant for you to experience it through your passions, through the things that allow you to be creative and grow, and that's unique for every single person. Now, the view of like how we view ourselves really does reflect into the world. I feel like people can look at social media and you can almost like see kind of how a person thinks about themselves in a sense, to a degree. I'm not saying that that is 100% literal, but you can get a vibe about a person from seeing that aspect of them. That is not actually who they are 100% of the time, but it might be a little bit of a slice of their life. Now, Our intrinsic value beneath the skin as human beings is all the same. In different spiritual practices, a lot of different religions allude to humans being one in the same, or a made in the reflection of God, or we are all equal, we are all mirrors to each other in a sense. Aside from, I believe, Hinduism does allude to a little bit more of a caste system, there are a lot of spiritual practices that do allude to humans intrinsically having the same value. And I really want to just speak to that from my perspective. How you treat somebody, again, says a lot more about you than it does that person. So when it comes to valuing yourself, I was kind of taught, like, value yourself highly and then add tax. That was kind of how I was raised. And it's kind of a funny thing to think about in that way. But it's true. You have to know your worth and you have to Know that you are no less and no more than another person regardless of their skin color, their follower count, their, you know, amount of likes they got on their last photo, um, how much money is in their bank, what kind of car they drive, what zip code they live in. None of that stuff really matters at the end of the day. Like, those are things that are kind of beyond what really truly matters at the end of the day. And, um... I think at the end of the day, you really have to value yourself and what you have to offer and hone that craft with discipline, and that does come through self-reflection. Even within the past weeks and within the past few months, I think online, there's been a lot said about cancel culture and we do live in a time where cancel culture really is almost as volatile as the stock market. It's like we see one person that's starting to go down in value or lose subs or whatever, and just like the stock market, everybody's like sell, sell, sell because it's starting to lose value. If we allowed people to control our self-worth in that way, Which this does affect people's businesses, but we have to separate ourselves from that and realize like we're infinite beings in the sense that we can create and rise up from whatever circumstances we face again and again and again, regardless of whatever's happened. And for some people that they might say, oh, to a degree you can do that. It's a very personal thing. Whatever you believe is what you are going to be at the baseline capable of. And you're probably even more capable or you're probably capable of even more than you think you are. But oftentimes we can sometimes sell ourselves short or if we do quote unquote dream too big or dreaming towards something that is not truly in alignment for what is best for us and then that doesn't happen Some people can get so discouraged they don't believe in themselves anymore because that did not happen. Going back to what I talked about initially, when you're doing things only for a certain outcome versus being open-minded to what else you can learn along the way, that can affect a person's growth. I would just say don't let other people determine your worth. Don't let anything determine your worth at the end of the day except yourself. And if there are things that are getting in the way of you truly being able to value yourself either at the same level as another person or just at the level you really do believe you're worthy of being valued at, that you know takes time. And it can be easy to compare yourself to other people um, being that social media really does breed this type of behavior it's not necessarily the healthiest. Um, Many people would agree with that. A lot of research supports that. However, one person may view you as super beautiful and uh, another person could say, oh my gosh, you're so repulsive. It's almost like having different tastes in ice cream. Yeah. It used to be back in the day before, I think, I don't know if this is a honestly like a national or a global brand but if you guys are familiar with like Cold Stone Creamery back in the day in like the 90s or the 2000s this was like a revolutionary thing where it's like you could pick your ice cream you could pick what toppings went on it or something and actually this was even going on at Dairy Queen so it wasn't even that old school but think about all the different combinations you can get when you go into a frozen yogurt shop or any place that has like soft serve ice cream chipotle like it kind of influenced all these different business models in a sense um but anyway sticking to this everybody can have their own ice cream combination that they like and you might really like this one person and and want to be so much like them and be like oh my gosh like if i don't do exactly what they do i'm not going to get the results that they want i see a lot of people get caught up in this as far as like wanting to follow other people's diet plans or like lifestyle plans or exercise plans. I think some of that to a degree does work and there's some of it that we see um, the results of it that are shown to us that work, but it doesn't mean that it works for every single person. Some programs are a little bit more reliable than others However, everyone is so different and the truth of the matter is everybody is different. Everyone's preferences are different. What one person deems as so desirable is not going to be the same for everybody. And just because someone likes a particular type of ice cream with a particular kind of toppings on it, doesn't mean that you have to eat that too, (laughs) like, in order to feel whatever they're feeling, because you might be totally disgusted by whatever that is. You have a right to create your own recipe and be happy with that and enjoy it. I feel like oftentimes a lot of people, they don't feel confident in making the decisions that they want to for themselves, and they feel like they need to ask, oh, is this okay? Was that okay? Was this good enough? I don't know if I should do this. Should I do this? People can get stuck in this type of thinking rather than being like, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do and I don't care what anyone else thinks about it. You know, obviously if you're not hurting anyone, but just be sure in your decision making. Some people are more decisive than others, um, but I feel like it's worth practicing to be decisive. And even if that decision doesn't work out and be like, you know, this is what I wanted to do. It didn't work out. I accept that. I take responsibility for it. I'm going to go in a different direction and feel empowered in the process of knowing that I went down this path that I thought that was going to work, didn't work. I'm going to try something else and keep going. That type of mentality allows you to self-reflect because you're empowered in that decision making. You're not just being a sheeple following whatever you know someone else is doing because you think you're going to get that result. You're really being like, no, I really feel like this is going to be the right choice and I want to make this choice and see how it goes because then I will have done that experiment in my own life and see how I feel about it and move forward with that knowledge that I never would have had if I just take someone else's word for it. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot that we can learn from other people and other people's experiences. At the end of the day, I really do think that people will gain more from a self-reflection process if they really do take responsibility of making their own decisions and feeling confident in their ability to do that. In my life, I know that I've taken breaks from social media also to gain more self-reflection. Before I was even on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, there are so many happy times in my life that, I mean, for me, I just love spending time in meditation, being out in nature, spending quality time with people with my phone off, not being on my phone at the like dinner table or while I'm at a party or something or while I'm even out enjoying time with friends. I will oftentimes really make a conscious effort to not be having my phone in my hand to not be scrolling, to not be texting, to not be doing other things that are taking me away from the present moment of spending time with people that are right in front of me because I feel like that is the true gift. Um, Unless you're around somebody who you don't particularly care for, but that's a different situation. Um, Now, I feel like there's been so many times where that's just been so incredibly rewarding and it really... um, you know, there, there again is a lot of research that supports that social media overuse can contribute to and lead towards people getting depressed. I know times when I want to take a break from social media, it's really because I kind of almost want to go back in a time capsule and be like, I really just want to give it a break. And a lot of people do this. There's nothing wrong with taking a vacation from social media or learning to limit your use with it because Again, I really value in-person relationships. I really value talking with my close friends every day and really knowing and being supportive for them in that way on a day-to-day basis in regards to what's actually going on in their life versus whatever surface level type of stuff I may see um, online. And even though I do feel like people can get deep or share certain really personal things that are going on in their life, I don't think there's anything wrong with that for the most part, I just really, really value face-to-face, you know, kind of intimacy in that way within my friendships and relationships more so than putting it in a technological realm. Um, And I think it's important to have that awareness as to how it affects you. Maybe it does not affect you in that way. I feel like kind of the red flag signs that you kind of notice is when you're feeling like, You cannot, like, not go on social media or you, you know, it's making you um, feel bitter or you're noticing feelings of um, jealousy or you're starting to get into intense comparison with another person and being like, oh, I bet blah, 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 blah. And you just kind of have that little voice in your head that's like, no, take a rest voice. We don't need to go there today. And if you are even feeling depressed by lurking at, um, you might be lurking on somebody or looking at some type of information that you've come across. That can also be something that you really need to be aware of. Maybe it's not a good idea to be interacting with this thing that may be exploiting internal feelings that you're having that you need to deal with. Because I do believe that social media can be very inspiring. It can be very motivating. It can be um, an opportunity to be happy for other people, celebrate other people, connect with other people, and even get informed about certain things. So, if you're not experiencing it in that way, there may be an internal thing that it can be a cue and a, something that you can work on and focus on. That if you come across, you know, something on social media that's kind of igniting those feelings within you, it may be that whatever, um, Because I've come across this before, too, where I feel like someone is feeling really insecure about their appearance or whatever, and they might modify like a photo super heavily. And when we look at that photo, we're just like, you know, something doesn't feel right about this. (laughs) You might be picking up on that energy and being like, whoa, well, like, I don't look like this in real life or I don't look anything like this person when I take a picture of myself. It's like that person probably doesn't either, but that's okay. And even if they do, you don't need to compare yourself. You know, we know that there's a lot that goes into crafting certain images online and you can't always take everything at face value that you see online. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that gets done to things that we don't even know. So don't over-invest in it or overthink it too much. But just be self-aware in the sense that if you are, you know, feeling negativity while you're um, interacting with something, it could really be an indicator that there's an internal issue, something else that is inside of you that you may be avoiding dealing with that you need to maybe just power off and go pen to paper, go into meditation, talk to another person about what is really going on. Maybe you have, um, I don't know, insecurity about a certain area of your life or you haven't been getting along with a particular person for a while and that's affecting you. Maybe you're concerned about something that's coming up in the future or something happened in the past that you haven't really processed yet. It's okay to like process those things. We don't have to push them down and ignore them all the time and You know, there are people out there, whether you need to call a support line or you need to call a prayer line or you need to call a friend or talk to somebody in person. There are solutions to dealing with whatever you're going through and you don't have to deal with whatever you're feeling alone. Now, I think the things that um, are outside of us, there's, um, you know, the inkblot tests were used a lot in over the course of history in psychological testing with psychologists and psychiatrists, in order to kind of gain insight into a person's mind. And what this really was a reflection of is people would see different things in the ink tests, yeah, And it is really a reflection of what's going on in that particular person's mind. People can see a lot of different things when they look at anything when they experience something. We can see that with Yelp reviews. We can see that with people being trolls on the Internet or super, super positive on the Internet when it comes to comments and and likes and all that type of stuff. So, you know, oftentimes I feel like those who are being very harsh judges towards other people can tend to be really, really hard on themselves So if you notice that you are having really harsh opinions about another person or someone is having really, really harsh opinions about you, that may mean that you need to have a little bit more compassion towards yourself. You may be being way too hard on yourself. I know that I've gone through periods of time um, in my life where I was just really, really pushing myself very hard and I would have people be like, you don't need to be so hard on yourself, sweetheart. Like, you're doing just fine, <laughs> you know. We can all get into that headspace. It's easy to fall into um, sometimes, but the more you practice being aware of it over the years, the more you can kind of be like, all right, sister, take a step back. You're good. <laughs> you know, like, you just don't have to go into that headspace because when you start judging yourself so harshly, You end up being it can it can really pour into the relationships and friendships that you have with people around you. And what can counter that is if you're able to take that time to be self-reflective and be like, you know what? I might be quick to judge this person as being really imperfect or not having this or that aspect of their life together or whatever. But you know what? I'm just gonna take that energy focus on myself and what I can do and have compassion towards this person. They're probably doing the best they can. And if they have area to improve in their life, then that's going to be their responsibility to do it. If there's anything I can say that would be encouraging or kind or offer constructive criticism towards that, you know, path maybe getting walked on by them, (laughs) you know, then try to approach it that way. I feel like over the years um, as a part of How I was raised, how I was trained, and how it's influenced my teaching, it's really been from a place of um, constructive, inspiring, lighthearted, motivating, uh, you know, teaching style. That's kind of what's worked best for me over the years. Yes, I've had to have people, you know, crack down on certain things, even to the point where I've left rehearsals crying because. I just felt like my instructor was so incredibly hard on me. And I learned from that too, learning that I don't want to emulate that behavior and how it feels and that I wouldn't want to do that to another person. But also sometimes you need to be put in check if you're doing something wrong. Sometimes people make a mistake and get a little bit too hard on you. I know that I've had people do that to me before as well um, that have really just, they've misinterpreted something that I did, learning to be forgiving towards them for doing that and moving forward from it has been a growth process. And it's all just kind of a a practice of gaining balance and finding that balance. You know, it's a bit of an ebb and flow as far as a learning experience. You learn when you need to push and when you need to pull back and when you need to just maintain. And um One of the most important things I can say just to kind of wrap this up is that it is so important to go into things and live your life from a place knowing your inner state, knowing your worth, knowing your happiness, and knowing your wholeness does not come from any Particular lifestyle factors being perfect or imperfect, or whatever they are, external circumstances or habits or behaviors being a certain way. These things should not, and really should, like, you cannot allow these things to allow you to change your ability of being happy like your life cannot be dependent on those things necessarily being in order on the outer world if that makes sense who you are your value your worth really does not have anything to do with your external appearance life circumstances know that regardless of whatever you do, that your worth and your intrinsic value is no different than another person. And it is innate. And when you do practice reminding yourself of that, it will influence every other aspect of your life. You will treat people differently. You will not treat somebody snooty or be disrespectful to them because you think that they make less money than you or their job is not as good as yours or you're just so much more accomplished than them. You know, I think it's been positive for me to have experienced a lot of different um, places of different status in my life. I've worked in a lot of different fields, have come up from certain things and really felt very accomplished in other ways been around people that have accomplished a lot and whatever like life has just worked through them in the way that it has and they've accomplished different things in their life and they've been able to really seize that and thankfully remain humble about it with still having a high degree of respect for their accomplishments and the things that they have achieved in their life and not letting anybody devalue that but really placing emphasis on knowing their worth, not accepting any less, and not really over overdoing it and expect, expecting a lot more from people than really what's necessary. I've met a lot of people that have accomplished a lot that have been incredibly humble. That have been incredibly giving, and even some that have not. But I have to say that the people that I have come across have accomplished a lot that have been humble despite whatever, you know, hype has been around them. It makes a huge difference in how you feel with that person. You can sense like how much. Gratitude a person has for the things that they have in their life versus someone who's very careless um, with the things that they have in their life. You know, it's just, it's like night and day. So use the things that you have in your life, whatever types of things you engage with, as far as hobbies, um, whatever type of self growth type of practices you want to engage in. Allow it to be a self-reflective process. Think about when you're starting to get into patterns of judgments towards another person. What is that saying about you? How would you feel if a person was talking to you um, about another person like that or was talking about you like that? Be reflective in your thinking in regards to how you can be a little bit more forgiving and compassionate towards another person. And realize that people do make opinions about the things that you say and that you do. Not to live your life in fear of other people's opinions. Because we cannot make everybody happy. And that's not like you can't live for that. You know, because then you're not really living your life authentically in such a way that is beyond just being a people pleaser. You have to really think about. What. Your highest calling is on this earth, how you're going to pursue that, and how it is going to help you become a better individual. And using self-reflection as a practice and bringing that into other areas of your life is really going to be something that will serve you long-term in such a positive way. And I guarantee you when you get on that path, it is going to teach you so many different new lessons. It'll probably lead you to so many different routes and you'll have so many different viewpoints to look out from. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.